I continue to be just stunned and astonished really at the level of deception and gaslighting that we have going on in our country and around our world right now. And yet we still have people who are on the right or in the middle who think that we still need to be polite and we need to try to work with these people. And I'm not saying that we be rude, but the time for being polite and thinking that there is a noble agenda going on, those days are long gone. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization in Washington State where we've been working hard to elect conservative candidates and educate and empower Washington State citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change in the state of Washington, the radical left, deep blue state of Washington. It is definitely an uphill battle, but we will not back down. I would love for you to head over to our website where you can learn more about the work that we're doing, our mission and values, and how you can join us and get involved. We really need all hands on deck. Our website is conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And really exciting, we are finally launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, on Monday, November 28th. I am so excited, and I hope that you will join us no matter where you're from in this country. I hope that you will get on board. We have so much work to do, and I'm excited to watch this organization grow and flourish and really make change here in this wonderful country that we are so blessed to live in. Over the last few days in particular, I've been really just stunned at the level of gaslighting and the level of deception going on and the people who are completely buying into it, people who are otherwise intelligent humans, and they're completely buying the lines that are being sold by the mainstream media and leftist politicians and big tech and Big Pharma and all of these different outlets that are continuing to lie and manipulate the population for their radical left, and I will say evil, agenda. We saw over the weekend in Colorado Springs, there was a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub. And the individual who went in and shot, I believe five people were killed and several more were injured. And the individual who did this already had prior incidents with police. He had in the summer of 2021, he had been uh, arrested or I'm not exactly sure what the situation was, but he had threatened his own mother with a homemade bomb. And in his neighborhood, 10 homes had to be evacuated. I'm not sure if it was because of that bomb threat to his mom or if that was connected or if there are two separate incidents. There are a couple other things that he was... um, known to police for. So he had been arrested. I don't know. I don't think he had ever been convicted because somehow these records got sealed and everything just kind of went away. But he was known to law enforcement. He had previously been arrested. He had a record and yet he was still able to get a hold of 
guns and commit a mass murder. And of course, the left is using this tragedy as an opportunity to exploit their agenda for number one, gun control. But also what we're seeing come out of this is their agenda to blame anyone who is not pro-LGBTQ. So for instance, one of the things that I saw today on Twitter, this is Senator Scott Weiner. Uh, how appropriate is that? He is a senator out of California. He has passed some very bad legislation. One of the things, uh, one of the bills that was his was the abortion bill that really allows uh, babies to be killed even up until birth. And for any reason, it was a terrible bill. I did an episode on it last spring. He tweeted on Sunday, he said the word groomer is categorically an anti-LGBTQ hate word. It's super homophobic, transphobic. It plays into the slander that LGBTQ people are pedophiles. It's no different than calling someone a faggot. If you call someone groomer, you're inciting violence against LGBTQ people. And so someone might read this, some, you know, well-intended person might read this who maybe isn't really all that well-versed in everything that's going on, but they know that this movement is happening and they see the pride flags everywhere and maybe they even see it in their kids' school and they don't really like it, but they'll read something like this and they'll think, oh gosh, I better not call someone a groomer, otherwise I'm inciting violence against LGBTQ people. And I don't want to do that. I am a loving person. I am a Christian. I wouldn't want to incite violence. And so I won't use that word. However, what these people are doing is exactly that. They are grooming. And if you went back, I'll I'll say 10 years, five years even probably, you would look at what they're doing. And I would say 95% of people would all agree that this is grooming behavior to teach children all of the things that we're teaching them in our government schools about sexuality and gender ideology. All of these things are grooming behavior. Putting drag queen story hours into our public libraries and into our schools and taking children to a nightclub to hear a drag queen story hours. Just a few years ago, this would have been unthought of because most of us would have agreed that this is wrong and you don't expose children to this kind of behavior. But now the idea is they want it to be accepted. And even on NBC Meet the Press, this was said, and you know, a lot of people watch NBC. A lot of people watch NBC Meet the Press and they will watch this. And this is the narrative, this is the agenda, and this is the lie that they want you to buy. Um, How significant are those two dates? Yeah, and and also hours before what they called an all-ages drag brunch, which is probably the number one target of these uh, um, anti-LGBTQ events recently. Like, for example, the Proud Boys will go and protest any drag brunch, any... um, any drag story hour, anything that a child might go to meet a, a drag queen, not you know, just to show them that they're human beings and people. They talk, they they go there and they they read Dr. Seuss there. They read uh, regular books, uh, but it's read by a drag queen, and they you know they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. And these spaces have become dangerous places of real life information warfare. There's Proud Boys showing up on one side. Sometimes people like local Antifa members show up on the other side as a, as a way that it, it, be, it becomes a place where kids aren't safe, not because of the event itself, but because of this culture war that's been 
propped up uh, on top of it. Uh, and uh, that's not something that should happen. This is not something, you know, these people should be able to live their lives uh, without fear of being murdered, literally. Uh, but right now, that's the sort of climate that's been created by uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, protesters and, frankly, bigots. So there it is. You know, it's just a drag queen reading Dr. Seuss books to little kids. What's so wrong with that? Well, if you know anything about the drag community, it is a sexualized thing. Why do you need to do that to young children? You have to wonder why these people are doubling down so hard on this. Why do they need so desperately to hold these drag queen story hours? Why couldn't they just say, you know what, we'll just have grandma or grandpa come in and read the books to the kids. We don't need to do this drag queen story hours. You're right. Maybe that isn't appropriate, but they double down and they double down hard. And if you don't agree, you're inciting violence. They are grooming with their narrative. They're grooming the society to make this acceptable. And if you don't accept it, something's wrong with you, not something is wrong with them. The same goes for the gender affirming surgeries and the puberty blockers that are going on in these hospitals across the country. My friend Chris Elston, who on Twitter is Billboard Chris, he goes around to these hospitals and he just stands out there with a billboard uh, that says, you know, something like children can't consent to puberty blockers or he has one that says dad, noun, a biological human male that protects children, something like that. I'm probably messing it up. But that's all he does. And he has conversations with people and he'll post videos of some of these conversations. And the people that want to engage with him are very hateful, scary, angry people. And the hospitals have, um, the hospital staff have actually called law enforcement and they're trying to get people like Chris, like Matt Walsh, like Libs of TikTok to be considered domestic terrorists. But all they're doing is exposing the truth. They're not inciting violence. They're just saying, hey, this is what's going on here. Then they're so threatened by it. They're so threatened by people knowing the truth that they want the Department of Justice to see these truth tellers as domestic terrorists. And so what we need to do is we can't be polite anymore. We can't be silent and back down and go, oh, well, I don't want to be inciting violence or I don't want to be a domestic terrorist. I mean, same with what they did with parents at the school board meetings. They labeled parents standing up at the school board meetings, denouncing critical race theory and gender ideology as domestic terrorists. We cannot back down because we feel like we're not being polite. The time to reach across the aisle and compromise and work with these people is long gone. That has been tried for decades and decades. And look at where we are now. They know that if you are willing to compromise, they can totally run you over with their agenda. And that's exactly what they've done. And that is exactly what they continue to do and will not stop until we grow some courage and stand up and speak against this. Speak truth. Be respectful. We don't have to get nasty and angry like they do, but we must stand firm in the truth and we must not back down. Another area where our society has been completely brainwashed is with the whole COVID thing. I mean, you see people walking alone outside wearing a mask or in a car by themselves wearing a mask. 
We know we have seen enough studies that say masks don't work. We knew from the very beginning that masks don't work. And then you've got the COVID injection. I never got one. I know a lot of people that never got one. We aren't dying. But today at the White House press conference, you had Dr. Fauci and Dr. Jaw get up in front of the reporters and tell everybody that they needed to get their most up-to-date booster if they wanted to protect themselves, protect their family, and protect their community. And Dr. Jaw even mentioned that you shouldn't get misinformation from people on social media platforms. That America's physicians, like the real leaders of American medicine, the people you trust for your cancer care and your heart care and your pediatrics care are out there telling you you need to go get a vaccine. You can decide to trust America's physicians or you can trust some random dude on Twitter. Like those are your choices. But I think the key here is to get trusted voices out there spreading truth, spreading science-based information. And for journalists and for people who run platforms, what I would say is you should be thinking about what your personal responsibility is. And do you want to be a source of misinformation and disinformation? That's up to uh, up to those individuals. But I really think it's really important uh, for us, for me, to be spreading good information. And like I said, the truth is that people who didn't get the jab, they're not dying. In fact, my friend Todd Herman of The Todd Herman Show did an interview yesterday with Dr. Christiane Northrup, which is very good. There's going to be a link for it in the comments. I highly recommend that you go listen to it. But what really caught me at the very end of this interview is where she's talking about life insurance policies and employers who are looking for employees with longevity and that they won't hire people who've gotten the COVID jab because they know that a lot of them won't be around in five years. Take a listen to this. I would have your listeners go and apply for uh, life insurance. See what happens if you had two jabs and a booster yeah. or up to five boosters. See what happens. Or uh, in, in these positions in corporations where they need longevity, longevity, they're not hiring anybody who's had the jabs and the boosters in some of these because they know they're not likely to be around in five years. See, here's the problem. It's a ticking time bomb because of the way that the, the shot and what's in the shot the pseudouracil hijacks what are called toll-like receptors in the immune system. So therefore, it's gone in like a Trojan horse to shut down your immunity. So what you're seeing is people having what's called VADES, that's vaccine AIDS. It wasn't long ago when this podcast episode between Todd and Dr. Northrup would have been banned from all platforms. It wouldn't have even lasted on Spotify for five minutes. And finally, at least, they're allowing the truth to come out. But you have these medical professionals, in air quotes, that are getting up in front of the mainstream media and telling people that if they want to be safe, if they want to protect people, they've got to continue getting these boosters that we know darn well don't work. But a lot of our society is still believing these lies. They are still being brainwashed and it's gaslighting. It's gaslighting in the its finest form. And it's almost, uh, it, it's astonishing 
to watch it, really. I'm reading a book called The Weaponization of Loneliness, which I highly recommend. I'm only about a third of the way through it, but I highly recommend it. And in the book, she talks a lot about the um, totalitarian regimes throughout history that have gotten people to comply. And as I read it and see the similarities between history and what is going on in our world right now, it is absolutely fascinating in a not good way because what we're seeing is the whole society at large so many people are complying with what they're asking whether it is out of fear or they just don't know any better and they're not using critical thinking and it's very very scary to see the masses of people who are being gaslit by these lies and the deception is very, very real. You know, as Christians, we know that in the end times, there will be massive deception. And in Second Thessalonians 2, it says, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that's exactly what we're witnessing today. And this isn't the first time. This has happened throughout history. But it is very difficult to watch. And yet at the same time, there's some sort of odd peace and comfort in knowing that God already knew that this was going to happen. God knew the end from the beginning. But how sad is it to watch? It's very painful to see people and to see the country that we love going in such a destructive direction. And the thing I would say, if your eyes are open, if you are awake to what is going on and you realize that these times are important for us to stand strong in the truth and to not back down, I would really encourage you to keep standing in that truth, to keep speaking truth wherever you can, and to link arms with other people who are also awake and speaking truth, because that is what will give us the encouragement and endurance to run this race. We are going to get discouraged. And so we need to be looking, number one, to God, but number two, to others of like-minded faith that we can share this journey with and who will encourage us to keep speaking up and to keep going the distance in this fight. Because whatever your fight is, whether it is children or marriage or the unborn, uh, there's so many different areas that people have passion for fighting. And whatever your area is, don't stop stand strong in the truth and keep being that light for other people. Keep being that bright light of truth because I promise you will impact someone. And even if it's just one person, that is still huge and it is still worthwhile and it is still worthy. So please continue the fight, continue to share truth and don't back down, stand tall and don't buy into this whole idea that we must compromise and we must be polite if we're going to get anything done. I totally disagree with that. I think the time of being polite and compromising and thinking the other side is noble is over. The left has an agenda and it is an evil agenda. 
we are in a spiritual battle. It's good versus evil. It's dark versus light. And if we cannot confront that reality and speak truth and light against it, we will not win. And we are called as Christians to be salt and light. So let's do that. Let's go out and be salt and light. And I want to say happy Thanksgiving. It's Tuesday today as I record this. And I'm not sure if I'm going to record an episode tomorrow. We've we've got family coming in from out of town. So it's going to be a busy rest of the week. So this probably will be my last episode before Thanksgiving. And I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you have a wonderful holiday with loved ones and a restful weekend. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 